and seen. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hi, yeah, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How good. are you? Yeah, not bad. Good New Year's? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Fairly quiet in the end. Quite a distinctive outfit. Yeah, thanks. Do you like it? Yeah. Sort of, you know, waistcoat and uh, yeah. belt, don't belt, and this sort of gun, laser gun. Is that gun? a real gun? Or was no, that... it's just a the sort of funny laser gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you look a bit like a pirate, and your friend's pretty tall, isn't he? Oh, the, the, the tall, hairy guy. Hairy as well. I don't want them going to say anything. Does he? Doesn't say anything. Uh, he doesn't say much. Uh, he sort of has his very own way of sort of unique way of communicating. What's this all about then? Uh, have you not heard? I'm actually taking part in Hanuary this year. And scene. Hello and welcome again to this week's edition of Cinema Beat. I'm Danny Copperbottom and I'm joined yet again by my friend Jackie Smeg. Jackie, today we're going to be talking about the marvellous work of Jason Statham. Yes, and, and Jason really is a titan of modern cinema. I think the, the breadth and body of work, his, his canon of work... Is is incomparable and second to none. You're obviously a fan, then. Let's go. Let's go back to his earliest film. Tell us a little bit about that. So, so his his breakout film was, of course, um, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which was Guy Ritchie's film the first time he made it. In that film, he played quite differently from any subsequent um, role he has appeared in as something of a, a bold-headed East End hardman. Very much a bold-headed East End hardman. Yeah. That's what I that's what I think of in, of, of Statham in that film. Yeah, which is quite quite different from any subsequent role, as I say. Absolutely. What, what did he do next? Uh, I think his next real film was, was uh, again with Guy Ritchie, the second time he made it, the unofficial rehash under a new name of Snatch. Snatch. That yeah. was it. That was the character he played in that was very much a. Is, yeah, I mean, on the face of it, you know, if you, if if you don't understand the art of cinema, people may think it was a similar role in that. Yes, he he was a hard man. Yes, from the East End of London, mm. but he brought such nuance, and he really really stepped out of his comfort zone to, to take the character in a very different direction. I mean, that's something I've heard and I, I tend to agree with, that he, he tries not to be typecast, doesn't he? He tries not to repeat himself. He absolutely refuses to be typecast and he always really stretches, spreads his wings, steps out of his comfort zone and, and always goes in brand new directions. You never know what he's going to do next. No, I mean, he's made the occasional sequel. He, one or two, but very rare given the volume um, and the, the scope of his canon. That Yes, there have been a couple of, of notable exceptions perhaps with he did crank one and then um, crank high voltage yes which, yes, which was second one and and there were i think three transporter films but yes although he did play the same character in each of those films he took it in a very different direction each time i'm thinking back now and i i, I can't think of them as as the same character in those films although they were but, but it's just a mark of the man that you you know I, I might be mixing up crank and transporter there which is um no no, I don't think you are. I think they're very different films, and you're quite right in saying that the character in Transporter 1, if you compare it to that in Transporter 3, is, is almost unrecognisable, and I think that really shows that the depth of character and the strength of the performances he puts in. The, the same can be said of, of Expendables 1, 2, and 3, and even though Jason has appeared in no less than four uh, films under the Fast and Furious franchise, playing the same character, yet really playing a a, a different character each time it's 
quite amazing to watch. You feel, don't you, I think when you watch those films, you feel the sense of time. You feel, mm. um, you feel, like you say, the character aging, and you feel like you're aging when you're watching them. Time just becomes this very solid thing when you're watching a Statham film. Yeah, no, that, almost that's, insurmountable. It's like, when's it going to end? That's that's definitely true, and I I believe we are talking uh, about not just a, a Hollywood film actor, but a, a true thespian, and and one with oh, a didn't with know a with a breadth and and a scope which we have not seen since Lord Olivier. Well, that's praise indeed. Uh, old old Larry will probably be he's probably looking down now, thinking they've recognised my successor. I, I think that's absolutely true, and, and the body of work absolutely speaks for itself because you have to understand about Jason is that he manages to straddle the two very conflicting worlds of both action and adventure and he carries it off brilliantly and and the two two very different genres the two two very different genres indeed what next for Jason what what will we see him in next I believe, and it hasn't been released yet, but I believe uh, Guy Ritchie's making his film again under the name of Cash Truck. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jason's back must not be hurting him somewhat right now, because he will be carrying the whole damn film. I know I know. we joke that Guy's made the same film. I've, I've loved it every time I've seen it. And I, something about not being surprised at the cinema can be very, very uh, yeah. settling. Absolutely. Very I mean, Guy's settling. done it with Lockstock. Guy made it again with Snatch, with The Layer Cake, with The Rock and Roller. Now, no doubt, again with, with Cash Truck and again with The Gentleman more recently as well. So Guy continues not to surprise whilst Jason, each time. Um, a, a wise person once said to me that Jason is, is almost a chameleon. He's always something different. He's always evolving. He's always looking for something new, refusing to be typecast, and you just never know where he's going to go next. Jason Statham, so much more than a bald-headed East End hard man. Absolutely. I don't think we can say any more. That's, that's it this week on Cinema Beat. If you haven't seen any of Jason's films, do go out and get them. Some of them you can even get in Poundland uh, in the DVD section. So I recommend you look them up. They're a damn good watch. A damn good watch. And scene. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Very well, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Very green, looking very green. Yeah, yeah. Do you like the little sort of sort of all-in-one tunic and the tights? I think quite nice. Got this little wooden sword as well. Have you seen that? I, I, I can't. It's quite a statement. The kids with you, are they, what are they? Who are they? Uh, the Lost Boys. Lost? Yeah, the Lost Boys. We well, can probably get an announcement made, don't No, we? not that kind of Lost Boy. Don't be silly. What, what, uh, what about the hat? Do you like the hat? I think da- the feather's a nice touch. Dapper? Thank you. Thank Dapper. you very much, yeah. I mean, what's, what is this all about? Oh, have you not heard? No. Oh, I'm actually participating in Peter Panuri this year. And scene. From Greenfield to Denshaw, it's Diggle FM. Welcome back, just coming up to the top of the hour, and here we are on... I didn't want that for Christmas. I don't want that. I don't want that for Christmas. Get it away from me! What were you thinking, Mother? Disgusting. Oh, I don't want that at all. I can smell it. I considered it, but not for me, thank you. And I just want to recap on a couple of the items that we're having some trouble getting rid of. Jenny from Grains Bar is an 80 year old grandma and unfortunately she's got some size six lady roller skates and she doesn't want them she'd prefer a skateboard or perhaps the 
the best of Lily Allen. That's an oxymoron, isn't it? Honestly, that can't be a very long, long player. Um, anyway, then we go on to Dennis, who's a retired dentist. He's got a five-year supply of steroidant. He'd like to swap it for a, a Slipknot concert ticket. Time now for a call. Um, let's see what else people have got out there. Who have we got online to? Oh, it's an old friend of the show. Here he is again. It's Freddy Fingerpuss. Dr. Freddy, what have you got for us? What don't you want? <laughs> oh, Happy New Year, Dave. Hey. Oh, this year I was given a speculum. And as you know, I am an avid collector of antique gynecological equipment, so I'm full to the brim with them. <laughs> I would like to swap it for a Real Field Plus latex prosthetic vagina. <laughs> Strictly for, for professional purposes, Dave, of course. I have, to, I have to leap in there and say, of course, Dr. Freddy, he's a, he's a medical professional. That's nothing disgusting about that. No, not at all. Professional till the hilt. <laughs> and these new Real Field ones, Dave, honestly, I'd really love to get my hands in one. I, I mean, my hands on one. And... Okay, well, let's see if anyone's got one out there. Your thing that you're offering is a speculum. A yeah? speculum! <laughs> okay, Freddie, don't call us, we'll call you, um, as they say. And now, on line four this time, we have. It's Sally from Springhead, Dave. Oh, hello, Sally. Oh, hello. How are you doing there in Springhead? Having fun? Oh, always have fun, Dave. What have you got for us, Sally? What have you been given that you don't want this Christmas? It was actually kind of inappropriate, Dave. I was given a King Kong butt plug, oh and God. it's really not for me. I don't know what to do with it other than prop up the door to the larder. Oh, that does sound horrible. It, it, it's not for me, as I say, and I'd like things more traditional. I would like to swap it perhaps for a, a crotch-ting set or one of those big spiky dildos you can put on the end of a power drill because at my age, Dave, there's not much tread left on the tyres. And see. All right, Pete. Nice cow pie. Desperate Danry. Yeah, it's actually. Yeah, whatever. And see. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing? Oh, all right, Steve. Didn't expect to see you here. I didn't expect to see you here. I mean, for God's sake, this is Buff Boys, the only all-male gym in town. How did you get in? Yeah, it's basically a gay bar with weights, isn't it? But, uh, well, yeah, I can't handle the... Uh, don't know about that. But the weights at the ladies' gym. They weigh nothing. I could do them all with my little finger. Well, I mean, uh, you are one of the more stacked gentlemen here. I mean, gentlemen, uh, yeah, forgive right, me. Right, easy, Steve, easy. You're a lady and no one... I'm all woman, Steve. Uh, let's not go there. Here on your own? No, I'm with Winston. He's over there working on his bicep. Just the one bicep? Yeah. He lost his right arm in a paid badger fight. Oh, you're still doing the badger fighting? Yeah. The police tried to shut us down, but we opened a new site beyond the old industrial estate. Oh, I think I read about that. Was that the, the Winston was the guy who lost his arm? Yeah. Oh my God, that's terrible. Uh, he's doing quite well. You see him over there, really working that left arm. And he's got the right eye still. Yeah. No more badger fighting though, I should imagine. No, not unless they're already lame or only have the one eye. Yeah, that would be fair, wouldn't it? How about you? What what are you concentrating on today? Well, I want a bit of a health kick at the moment, Steve. You know what it's like? New year, new me and all of that. <coughs> oh, you want to watch that cough in the gym, Steve? <laughs> yeah, there's no windows here, just air con. I know, it's, it, it, it's your, it's your woodbine. It's... 
<coughs> Do you want to put that one out, perhaps? Or nah, it opens your airway, Steve's make it easier to work out. Yeah, I, I know, but <coughs> some of us with a, a little bit of asthma find it a little bit difficult. I mean, God, you <coughs> always wear a pansy, Steve. <coughs> In a gym, it's it's quite it's quite difficult to breathe when you. Well, you're not supposed to smoke in here, but the manager ain't got the minerals to tell me to stop. <coughs> are you quite finished, Steve? You're putting me off my workouts. What are you doing exactly? Well, as I say, it's part of this whole kick for me, Steve. I'm trying to be healthier and also be green. I'm trying to stop using single-use plastics, straws and so on. And at the moment, I happen to have a yeast infection. And I'm also putting that to good use by baking my own sourdough. Oh. I've got some in my lunchbox if you want a slice. I imagined it was in your lunchbox, but no, I, I'm, I'm fine with that slice, thank you. Nothing quite like homemade, Steve. No, there's probably nothing. I'm feeling a little bit bilious, actually. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm just here to do a little bit of cardio. I've got a spin class upstairs I need to get to. And Yeah, I gathered you weren't working on your muscles, Steve. Well, no, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm more um, sort of like live than muscly, I, you know. Like a beanpole, yeah. Yeah, I know, but a very well-formed 52-year-old beanpole, I think you'd have to agree. Yeah, I'm not your mother, Steve, so I'm not going to massage your ego in that way. But... Uh... I'm sure you can tell from my life figure, I'm down to just a size 22 now that I've actually uh, started to add a salad to every meal. Smothered in low-fat mayonnaise, of course. I mean, it's got to be palatable, but I'm doing what I can for the old figure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I must admit... I'm sure it's showing... Oh, Steve, I'm up here. You, you're looking healthy. Thanks very much, Steve. I'll take that as a compliment. You can probably also tell that I've stopped deep frying my porridge. Well, how does that taste if you don't deep fry it? Well, of course, I still make it with cream, not milk or water, but it's got to be healthier, isn't it? Uh, you'd hope. You'd hope. I mean, honestly, you are quite the figure of um, health. Thanks very much. So, Steve, just have a quick sip of my old drink here. Really thirsty. <sighs> That's quite thick, isn't it? Uh, what, what What is that? It's a power coffee, Steve, but uh, instead of using butter, I whack a stick of beef dripping in there. Oh, my God. That's, um... Yeah, well, it's no good if the air con turned up to you, I, Steve, because it really congeals. Oh, my God. What, what do you do if it's solid? Well, that's why I've got this fucking spoon. And scene.